This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right. Happy weekend, everybody. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malusis joining you. Each and every week uh, here to break down some of the best races going on on Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, prepping for the Breeders' Cup just a few weeks out, Moose. And before we get to the races, we're going to look at four races at Keeneland, which, which primarily we've been staying at, mostly because the weather in New York and BAQ is no, It sucks. It sucks. So. It's terrible. The weather by me is awful. It's pouring as we're taping this right now. Um, it's been raining every weekend. I think it's like seven straight weekends where it's rained at some point in time, either Saturday or Sunday. Remember like it was like, what, three weeks ago we had like, like unbelievable raining the rain that was flooding all around New York city. It's been a disaster. And if you know Malusis, he covers Rutgers on weekends and has to drive out a hundred miles from his house on a, you know, every other Saturday. That must be a fun ride. That's that's correct, no doubt about it. Nothing like 287 in the torrential rain. Did I tell you I cracked my windshield about a month and a half no. ago? Something came flying off a truck. Uh, you you know that sound like when something hits your windshield, then you check and make sure like everything's okay. So it was pouring. It was pouring, raining so hard. I was like, okay, I'm good. It, it, I think it was like metal or something flying off one of the construction cr- trucks, and then it started. The rain started to slow down. And uh, I pulled up into the parking lot, the Scarlet lot, right outside SHI Stadium. And there was a slit all across my front windshield. But I couldn't tell because it was raining so hard. So there you go. I mean, a day in the So what did they do? They came out to your house the next day? Is that what you did? No, I dropped it off at the dealership. Okay. Because I did one of those. Is This is the second time that that car's had a broken windshield. Another time I was in the driveway and a tree branch fell down. And uh, I walked out. It was a, across the front windshield and cracked the whole thing. Um, and so then I had one of those. I won't even name the establishment that came out and then put the wrong windshield glass on the car. So then I had to go to the dealership to put the right windshield glass on the car. Um, so it was a disaster. So this time I averted that nightmare of having to do it twice. And I just did it once. But of course, you have to pay for it up front before your insurance covers for it. So that's, I mean, that's just the way it goes, Mars, right? There are fewer people in this on this planet have had funnier things happen to them. <laughs> what was the story a couple of years ago? You were you were out in the cutting down trees or something. You fell over a branch, and Donna, your wife, was looking for the video of it or something. No, I was, I was trimming the hedges. I was trimming the hedges. I bought, I borrowed the hedge clipper because I was cheap. I didn't want to pay, uh, you know, somebody to trim the hedges. So I was like, I'll do it. And I honestly, like, if I had the equipment. And whatever, like I, I do a pretty nice job trimming the hedges, but it takes time. So it was before my son's Little League playoff game. And what happened was I was trimming the hedges and then I backed up and I was admiring it. And I fell over top of a bench 
that was in front of the hedge and I let go and the hedge clipper basically cut into my leg. And then I went to the baseball game, like bleeding profusely down my leg. And people were like, I think you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, no, it'll be okay. Went to the hospital the next day, had to get a tetanus shot. Um, and they're like, you should have been here yesterday. This needed stitches. But now that you've waited past 24 hours, you can't have stitches. So you're going to have scars on your leg. I'm like, great, fantastic. My wife was right. And she's like, I told you. I go, I know. And then we precipitously tried to look at the ring doorbell to try and find the video of me slipping and falling and then bleeding profusely outside my front door. And the last one I want to bring up is, didn't you fall on vacation last year or something like that? That was two years ago, Montauk. <laughs> it was like, uh, my kids, we pull up. If you ever drive out to Montauk, it's it's like a five-hour ride because it's one road in, one road out. And we love it. It's great out there, right? Um, and now it's gotten like super, like, kind of Hampton-y when we first started going out there was like an old fisherman town so went out and we stayed at the same place and uh my kids we pulled up it was like 11 o'clock in the morning they're like daddy I have to go to the bathroom I have to go to the bathroom so the bathroom is by the pool it's raining it's pouring out so I decided to walk hop off a little bit of ledge onto this decking didn't realize the decking was super slip and fell flat on my back Long, I mean, short story, long story short, um, about two hours later, I was in the hot Southampton hospital getting an MRI on my, on my back to see if I cracked anything in my back had bruising. This was, that was preceded by us going to a local doctor and then Donna yelling at me while I was in the office, basically calling me an embarrassment. We could go, we could just do the podcast on all the, the life and situations of Melissa. There's so many stories. <laughs> <laughs> it just before doesn't we end. get to the race it just and, uh, before, before we get to the races at keeneland uh something i wanted to touch on as we prepare for the breeders cup uh forte announces well the connections of forte announced the retirement of a very talented three-year-old two-year-old champion uh winner of your florida derby maybe that was his best race but uh, a promising horse uh you feel bad for the connections had some injuries this year but uh sad to see him glad he's healthy but sad to see him uh and his racing career, Malusa. Yeah, you were. I was never on him on the right day when you look at Forte. Uh, but honest, great as a two-year-old, you were. Uh, you cashed in on Forte in, in a couple of those big spots, especially when you look at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, when he ran down Baffert's horse. And um, when he was right, he was honest as the day is long. Uh, he gave you an effort. Uh, even when he wasn't 100% healthy, and we know he's dealt with foot issues, is he continued to battle. He had a tremendous heart. So it's sad to see. It's unfortunate that, and that's what happens when you look at thoroughbred athletes and you look at the horses, is that it's it, it's hard to keep them healthy and on the track. Uh, and uh, he could have been something special as a three-year-old, but was just never healthy this year. Obviously, uh, you know, a, uh, he was the morning line favorite, scratched out of the Kentucky Derby. You know, ran later on. It it just never. He, he was great as a two year old. Unfortunately, his body uh, and he couldn't stay healthy as a three. Certainly a blow to the the Breeders' Cup Classic. He was expected to run in that race. Yeah, so, uh, we will get into that race. Uh, you know, Archangelo and many a really good horse to be running in that race. Put that race. Pot. Well, you got a long shot in the class. You got a long shot in the classic that you love. That's going to put you pointed toward the classic. Oh. Chad Summers' horse. Oh, Clapton. Uh, I have to think about it. Clapton. Oh, Clapton. Yes, Clapton. Yes, yes, Clapton. No, oh uh, no! But I, but what I said the whole time was, 
Clapton's the kind of horse that you're going to use under in that kind of race. You know, he's the horse that runs honest at a price every time. Um, but no, he's the horse I'm going to look at. You know, I do wonder, it almost kind of reminds me of Casa Creed in a way, who got a lot of respect later in his career here as he prepares for the Breeders' Cup as well. Clapton's a horse that consistently runs well, gets no love on the That's true. You know, and Casa Creed has kind of done that as well. He's been favored his last couple of races, but there was a point where you were getting Casa Creed at like 5-1 to one when he was the best yeah. horse in the race. And Clapton has been very good at big prices, 12-1, to 20-1. to one. So I know. You like him to run underneath in the classic. Look, I will definitely put a win bet so. on him, especially now with Forte out. But, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he's 15-1, to one, finishes second, hit a nice exacto if you have the winner. But um, – and we're gonna have a, a big we're gonna have a big Breeders Cup podcast. Breeders Cup Friday, yeah. Breeders Cup Saturday. We're not gonna just do a couple races. We're gonna look at each and every one of those races. I love those two days. It's fantastic. Like I can't wait. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. Um, so then we're gonna do that right here on Betting the Ponies on Bet Rivers. The other big news we had before we get into the races um, was that you saw the news by my guy Frankie Dettori, right? right? Yeah, the, the retirement was uh, what two weeks. Pretty much, he's he he's no longer going to ride over in Europe, but he's going to ride in the United States you know next is? year. That's fantastic well, news. Frank, he wants the Kentucky Derby. That's like the only thing he doesn't have. In his yes. Resume. So you know he had an opportunity this year. Um, I would expect that's that's really what's motivating him. Or just like it's like it's I agree like with any, you. Anybody else, if you do something your whole career and you leave it. You realize maybe you left a little too early. I mean, these guys love doing this. So, I mean, so if his body can hold up, then God bless him. He's unbelievable. He's as good of a jockey as oh, I've ever sure. seen. Uh, and a big money jockey and has won races all over the world. So, looking forward to that. Looking at Keeneland this week, uh, this Saturday upcoming. Hopefully, it stays drier than it's been. It's uh, sloppy on Friday. Hopefully, Saturday's card will be uh, upgraded. Race four, we're going to start with, which is an allowance race, uh, a nice purse, $140,000 on the one-mile turf moose. And two things I want to point out about this race. There's two favorites. If you look at the two shortest prices on the board, the four day in Asia, Christoph Clement, Flavian Pratt. Um, this horse is three to one on the morning line, seven for 21 uh, in the career for her. This is really interesting. At least the races that appear on the past performances. Now, she's run 22 times. I believe you see 12 races here. Never ran at back-to-back tracks, at least on this so that's alarming to me. A lot of travel since the move here uh, to the United States. Ran four times. Woodbine, Belmont, Saratoga, uh, Aqueduct. Hasn't won a race. Hasn't won poorly. Hasn't found the victory. Last out, finished second in a race in a, that featured six horses that have, you know ran 13 to 1. Comes in here 3 to 1. Very hard for me to pick this horse uh, in this situation. Also, the outside horse, uh, Via Regio, who I, I spent a long, long time trying to pronounce, Similar situation for Brandon Walsh. Ran in Kentucky Downs, Delaware, Santa Anita, Keeneland, before coming uh, to the United States. Four different riders. Again, looking at the past performances, short prices, short prices. Hasn't found the finish line first. So that's alarming to me that these horses that are very short on this board in a pretty open field and a nice race, um, I, I think you can make honest arguments to toss them. And that, that's what I'm going to do. And the horse that I like is the three, Sweet Danny Girl. Nine to two on the morning line. Uh, the jockey, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the trainer doesn't put a lot of horses out, especially at Keeneland. Um, but when he's got horses going, they run well. Gets Luis Saez on board. Could be the lone speed in this race. Has some tactical speed. Luis Saez, I trust this horse. Um, I trust him to put this horse in the best position to win. And if you look at the horse likes the distance, the horse has won twice this year. 
I think at nine to two, much better value than the two shorter horses. Yeah, I'm with you. We're on the same horse. Um, you know, and and I like I mean, I listen, Clement and Pratt, human connections for a day in Asia, very impressive. Um, I was between two horses. You talked up sweet Danny girl. I'm gonna talk about the horse I'm gonna use underneath and try and get the two favorites out of that. And uh that is the two ouvre, I believe is the way that you pronounce it. Um, I could be wrong. Corrales, Chris Block, Chris Block, you know, lost this horse. Um uh, you know, three races back, got the horse back from Mickey Goldfine. Uh, buyer speed figures, I think, do fit. Uh, you know, a daughter of Shackelford has run on turf, has run on dirt. Um, obviously, we're not handicapping this race. The expectations are going to run it on the turf course at a mile. Uh, but I would use the two Ouvre underneath as well. Third start off the layoff. Workouts have been okay. Nothing to write home about. Buyer speed figures do fit. I know 0 for 1 at Keeneland. Uh, has run third one time that she tried this distance uh, of a mile. Um, but I think Ouvre is a horse that um, I think is an improving sort. And you see that from the buyer speed figures. I think you saw the little bit of a regression after the 98 buyer speed figure to the 88 off of the layoff. I think, think you could get a bounce forward sticking with the grass as well. Um, has that in the past. So I would use the two under not underneath, but I, we're both on the same horse. The three, Sweet Danny. Yeah, Carolina. I like the fact that Sweet Danny girls come out of tr- has come out of stakes races, and which she's run okay. Uh, hasn't been great, but certainly has put up solid efforts. Can go to the lead. Can rate very versatile. Um, I think this horse is going to fire a nice race today, and the price is is to me is very appealing uh, for this uh, four year old out of Jess's dream. Moving on, race six. This is another really good race at Keeneland. For the Saturday card, this is the Perryville, $250,000, seven furlongs on the dirt. And I got to be honest with you, Moose, verifying the inside horse, Brad Cox, Flavian Pratt, makes a lot of sense. To me, even money is crazy on this horse. I understand why. No, I would never. But it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I really like, I mean, I don't know how you could bet verifying and even money and look at a horse like Dr. Vankman, the five horse, who I know is a little unproven, uh, dominating races out west in larger fields, 10, you know, field of 10 a field of nine, improving buyers, not blow you out of the you know, water buyer figure, speed figures that you're like, well, this horse is going to regress. These are very practical numbers. Coming off a bullet workout here for Glatt, gets Johnny Velasquez, who's been running well. I think if you can get seven to two, and I, you might even get a little higher on this horse and keep verifying out of the exacta, man, you could be looking at a price. But verifying, I mean, look, ran a lot of stakes races, ran well to me. I don't know. I can't take this horse at one to one. Yeah, I would never. I would never. And I like verifying. You know, I do. Um, you know, liked him in the bluegrass and got ran down by Tappet Trice when we were talking about that as Derby prep races last April, uh, Mon. So I, I'm a huge verifying fan. Can't bet him at one to one. I land on a horse and everything you said. I, I, I just don't know what Dr. Venkman is. And. You know, ran in a maiden special weight, then a claiming event. Glatt, you know, Velasquez coming east. I, I don't, you're, you're right, ran in big fields. I don't know exactly what those fields were. Respect it. Um, all, you know, I, I don't know if I can necessarily take seven to two or four to one on Dr. Venkman. I'm going to go with a horse that we haven't seen since the Kentucky Derby. And that is uh, the Keith DeSormo trained confidence game. Out of candy ride. Uh, hasn't been healthy. Got hurt. A lot of people, you know, thought, that he was live that day 
because of the training job for DeSormo. DeSormo's one, I don't think he's sending him postward unless he believes he's right. You know, he's run at six furlongs before. I know maybe not the optimal distance, but Graham hops back on a board. That's the go rider. That's the, you know, he's ridden him the majority of his races outside one over the course of his eight race career. This is race nine on Saturday, nine to two on the morning line. I'm going to put my trust in Keith DeSormo. The confidence game is ready to run on Saturday, and that's where I landed uh, in the sixth. Yeah, the horse that I, another horse that I, I I would like if there's some moisture, um, and that's the four raise cane. Uh, ran the you know ran phenomenally in the Gotham, one by seven furlongs in the slop. Um, ran at Ellis Park, ran okay in the slop. So if there's some moisture on the ground, raise the cane off, raise yeah. cane off the pace makes a little bit of sense underneath. But I agree with you. I think verifying is a horse that um, you can. I don't want to say confidently, but you could throw out at the price and go elsewhere and find a lot of value. Race eight moves. Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would just say one thing. Like, I'd be stunned if he didn't finish in the money. Like, I really would be. Like, something's gone drastically wrong. I just think he's beatable at one to one on top. That that's the way I'd look at. And maybe uh, Doctor Bankman ends up being the winner. Maybe it ends up being confidence game. I just maybe verifying ends up winning the race. But one to one on the morning line, maybe going off at four to five, three to five, something of that nature. Saturday uh, in the Perryville out of Keeneland, I can't take that on verifying. Race eight at Keeneland. We move on. One hundred thirty thousand dollar allowance race. A mile and sixteenth on the, the turf moose, and um, a really good race. A lot of options here. A lot of prices. Um, I do like a horse quite a bit. Where'd you land here? Uh, I landed on the the seven, uh, Sinfiltre, I think is how you pronounce it. Sinfiltre, yeah. Todd Pletcher, Flavion Pratt. Um, you know, uh, Pratt and Pletcher don't exactly hook up a lot, but when they do, um, you know, ROI at buck 88, 22%. Um, ran in, you know, a group, a grade three last out Velasquez was aboard. Uh, last time Pratt was aboard, wanted Ellis, uh, second time Pratt's aboard, um, you know, uh, a Philly out of uncle Mo nine to two on the morning line, one for one at Keeneland, one for one at the distance. Uh, I landed on, you know, Sinfiltre, Sinfiltre, uh, the daughter of uncle Mo, the seven and nine to two. Yeah. I landed on Haughty here in this race. Um, to me, if you look at, the past performances and you can see that this mile, this race is a mile and a 16th. And I think that's where this horse runs her best. If you look at, they tried this year to try her out a mile. Um, didn't work out, ran well, ran respectably. Um, just, I think that this horse likes to stretch out, comes back to a mile and a 16th here for Chad Brown, gets Tyler Gaffleone, has tactical speed can go to the lead can rate. Uh, I think this horse makes a lot of sense doing what she loves best. And that's running at a mile and a 16th. Um, yeah, just the price is good, four to one. I like the horse that you're talking about. There's nobody here that really blew me away. There's no like loan speed. There's nothing I think you can take a real shot at. So Haughty, four to one on the morning line, my top pick here. Yeah, I like Haughty. I'd I'd use him underneath. Um another horse I, I would be interested in is Seisai, the six. Uh Sherry Devereaux, Sherry DeVoe and Velasquez hops on a board. Um, I think a little sneaky at 10 to one on the morning line. Um, never raced at Keeneland, never raced at the distance, you know, has run in group and events over in Europe, over in Ireland. Um, I would not be surprised if, and I'd like to tote lead me, um, improves here. Second start from the switch over from Sadler to DeVoe. 
not be not be surprised if you get a a step forward. Was running out in California at Santa Anita and Del Mar, ran at Kentucky Downs, ran well. Velasquez now hops on a board. I would not be surprised if the six outruns his odds as well. But those are probably my top three. I'm going to use the haughty uh, your pick underneath as well. So. I would go six seven. I would go seven six nine. Would be my top three picks. Feature Saturday at Keeneland is the ninth race. That's the Raven One, a Grade Two event. Seven furlongs moves on the dirt. Top of the stretch time. There we go. Um, a really you know, a pretty good field. Honestly, I, I I'm upset that I have to say this. I couldn't get past the two to one shot. Alva Star, um, just getting better every race. Uh, if you look at the last couple of performances, just just really went to the lead and pulled away. Uh, looking at that prior, that's very impressive. Um, some of the races previously, uh, you know, were meant were kind of favoring closers, and it didn't matter to this horse. When horses kind of defy the race flow, as our buddy Kenny Peck would like to say, um, that's impressive. This horse is two for, two for four this year, three for five in a career. Uh, out of Lord Nelson, I just think this is the best horse. I hope you get two to one. I just don't see anybody here that can keep up. I don't think anybody here is even uh, close. Uh, two to one to me is a gift. The seven Alvastar, my top pick in the Raven Run. Yeah, I I don't I don't necessarily you know. Do you think the stretch out to seven furlongs is going to bother? I don't. I, I think the horse has gotten better. I think the stretch out might actually help because she can keep it a little slower earlier. Yeah, what about if she gets pressed by Dazzling Blue? I don't think Dazzling Blue is good enough. I don't think she's fast enough to make it that, you know, okay. to, to really get her out there. I mean, you look at Dazzling Blue last out. I mean, she she did first off, the horse didn't go to the lead um, and then faded backwards, you know, much earlier. So she if she had that issue, I mean, she didn't have that issue last race with Dazzling Blue. I don't know why she'd have this race. No, no, that's fair. Uh, I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong about that. I was just trying to be kind of devil's advocate with go. it. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to go away from the seven Alva Star. I'll, I'll give you a horse. I think maybe, and I'd need probably better than three to one. Vava, Devoe, Velasquez again. Third start off the layoff. One, you know, ran second only time at the distance. Two, uh, two uh, at Keeneland, I should say. Two for three at the distance, running first or second, is running great events, uh, ran in the Rachel Alexander, ran in the Victory Ride, ran in the, uh, you know, the CT Oaks uh, down at um, Charlestown um, and was the overwhelming favorite that day. Um, and that's not a great track, but still won at seven furlongs. Um, been working well. Um, I think Vava is interesting. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see how dominant because – you're looking to do something with a favorite that she's never done before. And maybe she's great at it. We've seen her dominate at six furlongs. We've not seen her dominate or run at seven furlongs. And maybe that extra furlong ends up being a little bit of a difference. Maybe it's not. Maybe I end up, you know, just talking myself out of an, an easy winner with Alba Star. But uh, I'm going to try and beat her. And I'm going to try and go with the two, the four Vava at three to one on the morning line. <coughs> Moose, good stuff. This was yes. fun. We got Breeders' Cup in a few weeks. Um, listen, we talked about some of your, your accents, so make sure you keep your shoes tied. You know, look to watch when you're walking down the steps. Just uh, be extra careful this weekend, all right? Oh, I, I'll, I'll try and be careful. 
Uh, try and make sure trees don't fall on me and, and I'm A-OK. Make sure to like and subscribe the podcast. As Harvey Pack used to say, may the horse be with you. Good luck with all of your plays. Like or fade our picks, whatever it might be. We'll be active on social media throughout the course of the day on Saturday. And hopefully we get uh, you know the races on the lawn and uh, a fast track out of Keeneland on Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to that. See you guys next week. Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.